0: Hey guys, Matt here. Just wanted to say thank you for downloading episode 26 of the Obsessive Viewer podcast. And I just wanted to give you a quick note that we were supposed to have Chris Spangle from We Are Libertarians on this week, but we had to reschedule him uh, because some stuff wasn't ready behind the scenes. Um, So he'll be on next week to talk about it, to to talk about the fall TV season. This week instead, we're giving you um, a glimpse into our vault, uh, which is a new concept for the show that we'll get into, that you'll hear about here in the episode um but it's kind of it's a fun show this this was a really fun episode to record because we basically had no idea what we were doing exactly how we were going to do it at least so we had to work out some kinks in in the episode um so i hope it's not too distracting and i hope you guys have as as much fun listening to it as we did recording it because it was it was a blast um that's it uh you can find us on itunes stitcher radio um find us like us on facebook follow us on twitter do whatever you do on Google plus to us on Google plus, um, all that good stuff. And, uh, also if you could, uh, rate us and review us on iTunes, that would mean a lot. And also go to podcastland.com find us and vote for us for podcasts of the month. That would really, we would really appreciate that. Um, yeah, that's about it. If you have any, any comments, feedback, concerns, questions, any kind of Uh, comment about movies or tv send us an email at ovpodcast at gmail.com that about does it hope you enjoy the episode thank you well guys welcome to episode 26 of the obsessive viewer podcast with matt tiny and mike i'm matt at obsessive viewer tiny is at obsessive tiny and mike is at i am mike white uh say hi guys hello hi okay so we last week we we mentioned that we were going to do um the fall tv season this 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 week on it and we were gonna have a guest but um uh we we had to postpone that so this week we're actually doing vault movies which is a new concept that we're doing that once a season we're going to do um an episode like this where each one of us puts puts forth an a, a single movie to put into the obsessive viewer vault in which uh that it's like the the pinnacle of cinema is the are these movies in our eyes um so that's that's what we're doing this week um, and we'll expand on that a little bit more here in a bit, but uh, just wanted to let you guys know that ahead of time. So, uh, should we get going? How's it? How's it going, guys? First of all, oh, it's going pretty good. It's going <laughs> you know. well.
1: I'm down from this Bears loss, so if I seem a, a tad downtrodden or sullen, it's because the uh, it's because of the Chicago Bears.
0: Well, uh, there's a been problem. a lot of that so far,
1: Mike. <laughs> this season, yeah. <laughs> I know. Not to rub it in, it sucks. Well, the Colts, uh, they got yeah. slaughtered today, as well. They got spanked. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, by, yes, by the Rams. Yeah, the Rams. That's to, yeah, to add insult to injury. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. They're, the Bears are just pretty medi- mediocre, hmm. and I'm pretty bummed about it. Sports, <laughs> crazy sports. <Yeah>. Hey, <laughs> we watched them. We viewed them, and I'm obsessed with them. That's so true. Yeah. Might as well mention it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: I just don't have any input on it. Yeah. If you guys have, if you, our listeners have any sports-related stuff, you can, you know, email us, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Please
0: do. All right. Well, so let's get started on our topic. Um, vault movies. Um, we kind of borrowed from some other movie podcasts. Uh, I think uh, Film Spotting does it, and then I got, I kind of... Like it it was Tiny's idea to to do this and then mm-hmm. uh um yeah. And like I I heard it on uh title pending movie podcast with Tank and Fogues mm-hmm. and uh I, I like the idea. I like it a lot.
1: So we're talking about our favorite movies from the Disney vault. <laughs> 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 no. Mm. Although I do remember going to like
0: Circuit City when that place still existed and trying to find Toy Story and then getting so mad when they were like the person working was like, No, it's in the vault. So they don't have it on D V D. Like, yeah. what? Like I actually have wow. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now on my on my D V D case I have an, a like Chinese import of Toy Story and Toy Story Two, like the ultimate toy box set. Yeah. Yeah. Um from China that my parents or, or my brother got for me from eBay for Christmas that year. Um and then like a year or two later, it was
1: released from the vault so so really, uh, what for the listeners what is what is the vault what what are we talking about with vault movies today
0: um imagine like a trophy case in which you put all of the best movies ever, and I mean, I'm not talking about like like these aren't like these are our personal our personal suggestions, the movies that we can't really get enough of um mm-hmm. tiny do you have like an expansion
3: sure um some of the movies are also kind of like kind of like industry standards like things that you would you would think of um on a certain genre or a certain topic um they just the first thing that comes to mind kind of um they're just kind of uh like like matt said the pinnacle of filmmaking the the uh the cream of the crop and uh it's just stuff that you know we don't even necessarily need to really think about it that much we just kind of right we just already have this stuff in our head because these are so these these films have been so ubiquitous over the years yeah. got gotcha. um, yeah stuff like so that. Do you mentioned to me
1: tiny when you brought up the topic uh like movies
3: we won't talk about anymore well i don't know about that it's just kind of like basically I think that's kind of how film spotting does it they uh they basically don't mention like mm-hmm. the standard movies if you will, like some of the great movies mm-hmm. but um I think you know obviously they're still open for discussion. Right. it's just um that's kind of a tactic that some of the other podcasts have used, but I don't know, I don't think we really want to put we shouldn't really put that kind of parameters on our. Right. Everything's open. Yeah, yeah.
0: These are just basically bottom line is these are our movies that we feel are just as close to perfect as as a um, a medium Un- like untouchable this could be. movies. Yeah,
3: untouchable. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. And I think
0: in. Uh, yeah. And like I said, we'll do this once every season. So each season, we'll each have one to put in, and uh, it'll be interesting because we'll maybe we won't see eye to eye with uh, with some of the some of the things. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. yeah. And That's very cool. I think I think
1: by the end of it here's here's what we should do is the three of us we each offer one uh vault movie and by the end of the episode we vo- we vote uh by which of the three go into the vault. Now all three can go, two can go, one can go or none of them go. But we have to vote unanimously huh. on each one and if all three of us say yes vault, it goes into the vault. I
0: like it. I, don't, I, don't interesting. Think. I almost like saying just put only one in per season. Pick one? Ooh. That would okay. make
3: it more interesting. I don't know about that because then what if you got three really good ones?
0: for bringing up next season.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So I'm going to talk
1: about Star Wars for the 10th time. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, this needs to be in the vault. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe we'll do two out of three.
3: Okay. All right. Okay, keep All it right. even, we'll I see. guess.
1: Sure. Okay. How do we vote then? Ooh.
3: Well, it's best out of Well, three. best
1: out of 3.
0: If it's unanimous, it's unanimous. Like we each pick we each pick two out of out of the 3. Well, I mean, we'll pick one. Okay. Yeah, like like I'll put okay. one in and then Tiny puts one in and Mike you you put one in and then like say like you pick a second one out of our two. Does that make
1: sense? Gotcha.
0: No. Sure. Okay. For our listeners, this is obviously a very new idea. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So, first up, I uh, I think Tiny should go first, because last week we kind of skipped over him a little bit on the space discussion. I am so <laughs> sorry about that. That's
3: <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Um, so, I'm going to put forth uh, a movie that hopefully everybody has seen... Um if this doesn't make it in, I'm probably gonna kill you guys. Um The movie I'm gonna put forward is The Godfather. Um, I mean talk about, you know, an industry standard. Um it's been you know, it's on so many different lists for the best movie of all time. Uh yeah. so I think it's kind of a, a fitting choice for this first round here. Um, if you've been living under a rock for the last forty some years. Uh, the Godfather is about the Corleone family which is a uh, fictitious uh crime family, a uh mafia family who um controls the crime in New York City. Mm-hmm. And um it's about how the the family deals with their crime. They have a, a Marlon Brando plays Don Corleone and he has three sons. And, um it's just kind of about how they all deal with their crime, how uh I don't know, I'm not explaining it very well, but uh No, you're explaining it fine. You know Yeah. You know what The Godfather is yeah. about. <laughs> it's uh the ultimate
0: um, kind of power struggle or it's a, it's like a, a how the how the organization kind of changes up in the face of um of of certain situations that arise throughout the movie. Um that's one thing and how exactly. kind of Michael Corleone is kind of this guy who's been distant from the family or, or distanced himself from the uh from the family business and it's how he kind of rises to to the uh, the Don title
3: or whatever Um, and it's kind of how he gets kind of sucked into it and Mm -hmm. I think uh, and I think that's probably the best in my opinion one of the best parts of the film is the fact that uh, Michael Corleone uh, played by a young Al Pacino an unknown Al Pacino actually Mm -hmm. yeah at the time Um, Yeah. yeah at the time Uh, one of the interesting things about it is the fact that he's, he has no interest in joining the family business in quotations. Right. Um, he, uh, you know, he's, he, he comes back from world war two and he's sort of a war hero. He, he flew planes for the Navy and shot down some planes and stuff like that. So he's kind of a war hero. He has a pretty wholesome image and, uh, just doesn't have any desire to be involved in the, uh, the business um but uh you know something happens (laughs) in the film and he's kind of thrust into this position to to run the family business not just be involved in it right so uh just just seeing his evolution i think i think michael corleone is one of the most interesting characters in all of film history i agree yeah nice have you uh I assume you've both seen it. I know Matt has seen it. Mike, have you seen
1: it? Yeah, I watched it uh, freshman year, freshman year of college. Nice. Awesome.
3: What was your take on it, Mike? Oh,
0: man.
1: I was <laughs> hoping you wouldn't ask. <laughs> of course, I'm kidding. I knew you would ask. I didn't get it. I didn't get it.
2: Okay.
1: This It was oh. very early on for me. I know. Hi, uh, freshman year at college I should have been as obsessed with movies as you guys were but I wasn't I mm. liked movies a lot but I really only liked the movies I liked okay. um and the godfather for the godfather for me I just I just didn't get it I didn't get the big deal I really want to see it again and I really want to give it another try
3: but I remember mostly just being bored with it
0: okay
3: interesting interesting uh I think I think part of what What makes the movie so, um, you know, so standard and what people like it so much is the fact that it's, at the time, it was so revolutionary because Mm -hmm. the you know La Cosa Nostra and and organized crime in general was people didn't know a lot about it. You know, people didn't know that there was all this structure to it, that it had a, a hierarchy to it, and that it was you know that it could actually be so influential in, in in things like politics and law and uh just you know protecting a neighborhood and things like that and i think the the fact that it ha- you know it was made by Francis Ford Coppola and it was starring someone like Marlon Brando who was you know considered one of the best living actors at the time uh people were shocked to see that kind of talent involved with a story like this that they had never really heard before yeah and uh I think that's part of you know at at the time in the 70s that was that was pretty groundbreaking and I think that momentum has just carried it through the decades and you know mafia films and crime films have become a, you know a standard it's it's a genre a subgenre of of films and I think the godfather sort of you know is just sort of the standard for that people point to it as as one of the best and I, or the best actually. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's hard to argue with. So I, that's, uh, and I understand, you know, if you, if you know, if it's just not your thing, it's not your thing. Right. But, uh, yeah. I think it's, it's kind of indicative of its time. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. going back to what you said real quick, tiny about it, um, being kind of a window for, for the general public into the, the inner workings of organized crime and stuff. I mean, it is based on Mario mm-hmm. Puzo's book, but, I haven't read it, but, um, right. but it also in, in on that, on that in that case, it, uh, the character Johnny Fontaine is, uh, based on Frank Sinatra as far as I, as far as I know. Um, right. I mean, that's kind of interesting that you kind of see that kind of thing. Cause in the mm. movie he appeals to the Don to, to get this, get this part in this movie. Um, and that's where the iconic scene of the, the horse head in, in, in the bed comes from. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah.
3: Yeah. And there's, uh, also I think, you know, part, part of the, uh, the lore of the film, if you will, is the fact that, um, the, there, there's, there's sort of a whole, just like any other, um, just like any other nationality or, or group of immigrants to the United States, there's, there's a bit of a subculture to each, to each, uh, you know, group of immigrants, you know, the, the, the the Polish, the Italian, the Irish, the Mm -hmm. Germans, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the Italians have a, have a pretty, a pretty unique, you know, way they handle things and how, how they treat their families and how they act, how they do everything. And, I don't think the American public had, had much of an ex- much of an exposure to that. Yeah. Um just just like every other group as well. Um there was Italian prejudice for a long time. Yes. Uh it's it's you know unavoidable it it happens with with uh with any group. Um and I think I think the general public hadn't really maybe they hadn't really given Italians a shot <laughs> until <laughs> that point and they didn't they didn't really know much about them and this this film emphasizes family so much and that is so that's so representative of Italian subculture they're Mm -hmm. very Italians are very loyal I don't want to you know make a generalization but that's a pretty that's kind of a nice thing to say about a group of people is they you know they emphasize how you're how you're linked to your family and how that's that's the most important thing in life and uh, I I don't know if if the general public at that time had really you know made that connection with the italian subculture um mm-hmm. and of course you know this this film actually is not very not very uh kindly representative of italians because <laughs> you know these guys are they're not good guys right. yeah um yeah actually when when the film was made there were all there was a lot of uproar from the italian community that it was you know very anti-italian really? and painted them in a I didn't know that yeah it was um huh. i looked at some of the trivia for it and there were actually some uh Italian politicians uh across the country who absolutely you know submarined it and said it was terrible and it was a borderline racist film huh. and huh. stuff like that, so, uh-uh. which you know I get that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure <laughs> so well, I think that's an another thing of why it's another reason why it's such a highly regarded film mm-hmm. um yeah and uh mike did you did you actually um did you like marlon Brando's performance at least
1: yeah, you know for me it was it was uh, this sounds so bad, please don't <laughs> crucify me. It was such <laughs> a forgettable movie for me that I'm even having trouble remembering most of it oh uh, wow, and I remember recognizing everybody and uh and acknowledging the the good performances, but man, I tell you something about it really just did not click with me hmm. Hmm. interesting interesting yep um okay i recommend giving it another shot you guys just both said hmm interesting huh yeah
3: (laughs) we're trying to be nice yeah i know because you're crazy Hmm. interesting f*** you
2: (laughs) exactly i
0: have been trying to tone down the use of interesting because i say that a lot i know we all do we all do it's
1: it's uh it's like if we were on the nerdist it's our amazing
0: Yes, it's our amaze balls. There you go,
1: amaze balls. I think he only said it once, but yeah. Yeah, So I'm sorry. I know that I need to see it again. I know that I need to see it with fresh eyes, with the eyes of an adult, Mm -hmm. uh, with Mm -hmm. the idea, with the eyes of someone who has more of an appreciation for cinema as an art rather than just an entertainment piece. Um, I will see it again. I just don't know why. When I mean,
3: okay, okay. Um, and I I recommend the uh the Blu-ray they released uh yeah. 5 or 6 years ago. Uh it's it's incredible. Absolutely. I'm on it, it. looks like it was made 5 years ago. Yep.
0: I uh I posted on the Facebook page like a long time ago, but because I popped it in uh this was several months ago. I popped it in and uh like, I posted on it that, like, the Francis Ford Coppola Blu-ray collection of all three movies, or of the Godfather collection, is great. It comes with the Godfather, g- the Godfather Part 2, and this nice coaster, and it was just a picture of the Godfather Part 3. Because, um, yeah. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> um,
3: yeah, the third one is not as good.
0: No. <laughs> but then again, I mean, how do you follow up to classics two two just incredible movies which i'm sure at a later date the godfather part two will be thrown into this vault discussion but
3: yeah um, it's yeah that's what's funny about it is the third (sighs) film isn't it's not a bad movie it's just not incredible like the first two are right
0: from what i heard um this going on a bit of a tangent but (laughs) i think the original intention was to have um robert duvall's character tom Hagen. Mm-hmm. Um, have him be like kind of the, the new, kind of have him come up and be like the new, um,
3: uh, um, uh, the new Don. Yeah. <laughs> kind of
0: have him replace it or replace Michael, I guess. Um, but then oh, wow. I think Robert Duvall didn't, um, didn't want to come back or something like that. I see. Um, and we lost Mike.
3: No, we didn't. I'm back.
0: Oh good.
3: He yeah. just really hates the Godfather. <laughs> just, oh, that movie.
2: <laughs>
3: that movie.
1: Don't you remember Matt watching it? Or when I watched it? Vaguely. And I just I just didn't get it.
0: Yeah. I think I do remember that.
1: Now when I say I didn't get it, I don't mean I didn't understand it. Right. You just didn't You know, mean- I I don't want listeners to think, man, he's an idiot. It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> right. I just didn't get the 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 f- fervor over it yeah the aura of greatness yeah i don't get so why it'd be a okay. vault movie does it hold up oh absolutely
3: yeah i think it does will it be a vault I'll, I'll movie give you forever? that it is yeah mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you that it is it is kind of a long movie yeah. um and there's there's some stuff that could have been edited to streamline it a little bit um for example, Michael Corleone's time that he spends in Italy. I was just gonna mm-hmm. say that. Yeah. Um, while it's interesting and it's 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 kind of a, an interesting evolution for the character, mm-hmm. um, it's it's kind of it bogs down the story a little bit. Yeah, gotcha. Um,
1: it was my yeah. grandpa's favorite movie, huh. and mm-hmm. and uh, he would talk about it every now
3: and then, and my mom and I would always be like, why? <laughs> 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 And it just has the film has so many iconic scenes in yeah. it. Um the you know, where where Michael kinda of plunges himself into the crime world, uh, where mm-hmm. he goes to the restaurant mm-hmm. and uh, you know, has the meeting, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just when when Sonny gets shot Yes uh, the toll booth scene. Yeah, that's just I mean, it's been it's been replicated so many times. That's yeah. how legendary that that scene is. Look um, how they
1: massacred my boy! <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's uh, uh, Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria, yeah. yeah, nice, <laughs> nice. So yeah, there's uh, there's just so many scenes that have become have become standard, have become ubiquitous. Uh, in in the film industry, and they're they're as a result of this film. Uh, right. So I I, th- I think it I think it deserves a place in the vault. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh,
0: uh, solid solid um, choice,
3: and uh, and I, re- I rest my case. Solid nice. like pudding. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna tear you a new one. Yeah. We'll We're see.
0: finally gonna start getting hate mail. I'm so excited. We'll see. <laughs> Well, that's good. Um, all right, so the uh, the the Godfather has been entered into the discussion. Um, Mike, how about you? What's your what's your pick for this? this Shall season? I? Okay,
1: I want to talk about the greatest movie of all time, Avatar. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm going to talk about Titanic. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to talk about Transformers. Oh, wow. No. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Pearl Harbor.
2: Wow. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> now,
3: now I wish we lost Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well.
1: Uh, I'm going to talk about Pulp Fiction. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Pulp Fiction. I have all kinds of evidence for why Pulp Fiction f- should be in the vault. Uh, for starters, most of the users on the Internet Movie Database, uh, which is on the Internet, Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> sorry, uh, have voted at number four in the top 250 movies. Right, so mm-hmm. it's the top four. Uh, it came out, of course, in 1994, uh, directed by Quentin Tarantino, starring several people, including Uma Thurman, Samuel L. Jackson, John Travolta, Harvey Keitel, uh, Bruce Willis. Um, I don't. Know, so that's off the top of my head. <laughs> A bunch Great of movie. Um, it was. It's when I watch it. It's the fastest 154 minutes ever. Uh, it's one of the movies that made me love movies. I love it because it revitalized John Travolta's career. When you talk about folk Fiction, you almost can't talk about it without saying, "Oh yeah, the movie that brought Travolta back into the into the public." Consciousness. Mm-hmm, right. Um, I love. It's a reaction to big action movies of the '80s. It kind of scaled it back and, and focused on the dialogue. If Quentin Tarantino's known for one thing, it's it's his dialogue, yeah, uh, and this is probably the best example of that. Pulp Fiction is. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the idea that it's a movie about what people, what bad people do, or what bad people talk about on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've never saw we never saw anything like that before. Uh, and people have been copying it since. Um, it's really heavy on the Sam Jackson, and I read one time that Quentin Tarantino thinks of Samuel L. Jackson as uh, <laughs> almost his muse. Kind of the he reads Quentin Tarantino's dialogue better than anybody else reads it. Uh, so right. I just like the idea of a movie that features that person heavily, and that's absolutely Pulp Fiction. Um, I want to add that Godfather is number two on that top 250 list, by the way. <laughs> Dang it. I was yeah. going to throw that in your face. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> the Pulp Fiction changed movies, I think. Changed movies forever. It it, it went back. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I mentioned uh, the big action movies in the 80s. This was a reaction to that. And, and the 90s and on was defined by what, what Pulp Fiction did to movies in 1994. Uh, they're, they're still copying it. The defining movie of the decade, if you say list three movies from the 1990s, if you ask 100 people, 99 of them are going to mention Pulp Fiction, uh, unless they weren't born in the 90s or they're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It has one of the most memorable movie soundtracks, at least I can think of. Um, Mm -hmm. I love that it took Quentin Tarantino's success from Reservoir Dogs, and, and he actually exceeded that. Yep, You know, he, he kind of had a lot right. stacked up against him. True Romance was kind of successful. Uh, he didn't direct it. He just wrote it. Right. But but he definitely yeah. hit it out of the park with Pulp Fiction. Um, of course, the obvious ones, it blended humor with violence, with, which is really good. I guess that's that's kind of the dialogue. Uh, probably most obvious of all is the nonlinear storytelling, which is mm-hmm. most copy copycatted, I guess mm-hmm. if that's a word. Um, <laughs> it from, is now. <laughs> from Quentin Tarantino's career. They just they just have copied that since. Uh, I love if you dig deep enough that there there are messages. Uh, I love the mysteries like what's in the box. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. I'm not talking about seven. Right. The, the, <laughs> what's what's in the briefcase? Yeah. Uh, I just love yeah. the idea that spoiler alert: John Travolta's character dies at the end, yeah. uh, but it's because perhaps he didn't believe in divine intervention you know and and he decided Mm -hmm. to continue to walk the path of uh the evil man rather than the righteous man Hmm. at the end and when they're in the diner and um jules is saying you know i'm 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 leaving the game and uh um vince vega decides not to so I, I think that's why he dies. But that again, huh. that's just my interpretation. I love that there are multiple interpretations of that. We can talk right. about that if you want. I got two yeah. more points left. Okay. Um, it brought in the phrase, I'm gonna get medieval on your ass <laughs> into <laughs> into the American vernacular. Uh, and I wanna add one more that my personal favorite is Eric Stoltz as Lance the drug dealer. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I love how ridiculously real yet hairbrained he is. <laughs> <laughs> and just when he's like yelling at his girlfriend to get get the book, the doctor book, is, is brilliant. It's my favorite scene in the movie. Uh, as yeah. listeners know, we've mentioned before that my wife and I were, were uh, two characters from Pulp Fiction, and we, we focused on that scene. From to do it. So, Pulp Fiction is my submission for the fall 2013 Obsessive Viewer season vault movie.
0: Nice. <laughs> very good, very All right. good pick. <laughs>
3: Yeah, you uh, you hit it out of the park. There. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Although I will say that I think that the reason that uh, Vince Vincent Vega dies is because he was taking a taking a dump. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're right. Because <laughs> right. bad things happen when he goes to the bathroom.
3: That's true. And when uh, also when you you leave your Uzi in the kitchen, you <laughs> could have just set it on <laughs> the <Yeah>. sink in <laughs> the, in the yeah. bathroom. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, Pulp Fiction. That's a uh, you know, I I just didn't really get it. <laughs> yeah. <proud of> what? <laughs> 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 just kidding. Um. Yeah, I can't really give you any friction on yeah. that.
2: Uh,
3: yeah. Pulp uh, friction. Yeah. I th- pulp friction. <laughs> nice. Um. Yeah. I I agree. I think it's. I I like I like that you said that it it was the film that defined the '90s because mm. that's when I think of a movie from the '90s. What's the best movie from the '90s? There's. There's no other answer than pulp fiction. Pulp no. fiction, and can't
0: hardly wait. Can't hardly wait. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I really nice. can't
1: do that for a lot of decades. You know, if True. if you yeah. were to ask me what the defining movie of the '70s was, I'd say <laughs> Rocky. I don't know. There's, <laughs> I think there's a bunch of, um, yeah. there's a bunch of answers. Now, I don't mean to discredit The Godfather. You know what I'm saying? Of course. <laughs> came out in 1972. That that's not what I mean when I say that. Right. It's just that. Maybe there were a lot of great movies from the seventies, and also The Godfather is not really about the seventies.
3: It's a period Very piece, true. right? It yeah, doesn't, it doesn't work. Right know. on,
1: yeah, spot on. Right, I mean, but, mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah, even even the two thousands. I mean, Lord right. of the
1: Rings, yeah. maybe, but that, no, not Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. no, I don't know. I, I mean,
3: I, I don't know. I don't know the answer yeah. anymore.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: But, yeah, that Pulp Fiction is definitely unique in that yeah. way. Yeah, and I think go,
2: to
1: call back an earlier episode, I said mm-hmm. I think if you said the '80s, people would say The Breakfast Club. Right. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The '80s and '90s were both two two decades that were very like they're very distinct. I guess distinctive. I guess so. To mm-hmm. to to assign a movie to define those 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 decades is is very. Really, any decade is uh, is is quite a big thing to say about a movie and I agree one hundred percent that Pulp Fiction defined it. Yeah. Um, the nineties. When um, did you guys first see Pulp Fiction? Whew. Um it was probably high school. Um uh, well it was definitely high school. Um I don't know what I don't know what the context of it was, but I do remember kind of the I think it was like the week a week before graduation. Like I'd seen it at that point and several several times but mm-hmm. i i remember tiny maybe you'll remember I, I think you may have been there you were you were there i'm sure but it was like the day before something for graduation like graduation week um a bunch of us were at someone's house when we were watching it i know our friend schwint was there i think it was at barlow's house tiny do you remember this
3: uh, i do not
1: okay
2: yeah,
3: I was so I was so wasted all the time back right. then, <laughs> and plowing um. chicks and stuff.
1: <laughs>
0: exactly, <laughs> drinking chicks and plowing beers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but it was it was. I just remember that because, I it was like an early morning. Th- I don't remember the context of it at all, but I just remember watching it. And I just like that's a movie that you can f- not not a movie you can throw on at any time, but it's a movie that. No matter the context of seeing it, you watch it and you, you, like, it's, it's entrancing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's a movie that you watch to completion each time you see it. No Absolutely. Matter, no matter what you're doing.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's one of the very, very, very few movies where if I caught it on TV, I'd stop and watch it. Mm hmm. And I can't right. say that for uh, very many
3: movies these days. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and we, it, it's, it's a great choice um because you're right it did it changed it changed the way films could be made it yep. it, it was it, not just from a you know a commercial standpoint but from an artistic one cuz you you mentioned the the non-story or the non-linear storytelling that's that had never really been done and it had never been definitely had never been done so well yeah um and that's that's one thing you know people didn't know you could do that yeah, yeah. and and Pulp Fiction put that technique on the map and uh, it's the best example of it yeah, yeah. there's there's nothing else you can and, really that's really in the arena yeah
0: and the fact that a movie like that could get could reach such a point to where it has just uh, um, the mass appeal factor
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's so like so
1: well liked and so loved by so many people um, it really is, and it's in
0: cross
2: process.
1: generation. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, one of my favorite movies. It's one of my mom's favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I know even students who who are now a different generation, and uh, some of them are a decade plus younger than I am, and mm-hmm. they love the movie. Yeah, and there's there's mm-hmm. few of them, but I imagine soon they will discover it and love it. Yeah, absolutely. You teach sophomores? I teach sophomores. Yeah, yeah.
0: That was about the time when I when I saw it, and uh, yeah, me too. That was when I was seeking out movies, so Yep. Yeah. Um and that's that's something that like like we said, I mean in an earlier episode, I think, and we may have talked about it here, but um <laughs> um people people see this movie and it makes them love movies. It's yes it's what an entire generation says, like if if you say like what's a movie that got you into movies, it's pulp fiction for a lot of people. Yep. Um and mm-hmm. then And it's going to be the same thing. People are going to be on podcasts in like a decade and be like, you know, about five or ten years ago, I saw Pulp Fiction and that was the best movie I ever saw. And it made me want to watch more movies.
1: Yep. Um, You know, I I had had favorite movies before and I was into movies before Pulp Fiction. In fact, uh, it was because I was into movies that one of my friends, Sam Chumley, either my sophomore or junior year of high school, introduced Pulp Fiction to me and said, if you love movies, you got to see this movie. Um, but it was it was the first movie, absolutely, where I cared who directed it. And then after uh, that, yes. I, I sought hmm. out movies by that director. That's not to say, of course, that I didn't know that Star Wars were d- directed by George Lucas. I, d- right. of course, knew that Jurassic Park was directed by Steven Spielberg. Uh, but I, I didn't seek out a director's work until yeah. Pulp Fiction. And then immediately I saw True Romance. I saw... Um, Reservoir Dogs. I I even saw Jackie Brown, which I still love, but haven't seen in a long time.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it holds up a little better with age. I wasn't a big fan of it when I first saw it. Um, yeah. But I I watched it again back in January, and
1: uh, it was it was okay. It was it was solid. It was. Um, I I am gonna say yeah. I, I saw Pulp Fiction sophomore year because I remember my end of my junior year and in the middle of my senior year. Uh, kill bill wasn't an, an event uh,
2: yeah. that was an
1: event with like had to see that nice couldn't wait hmm.
2: cool. yeah
3: i saw it when i was in junior high actually really <laughs> oh wow that's the first time i saw it wow. yeah and it i liked it when i was in junior high but i don't think i i don't think i comprehended its importance and mm-hmm. everything uh it's it's art until i was a little bit older right and, um yeah yeah and it's such a quotable. i remember movie, it too. being <laughs> <laughs> such a what it's such it's such a quote I remember oh, yeah. it being <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Nice. It is a cool movie. Can can I say what I was going to say? No. Well, you didn't like The Godfather.
2: No. <laughs> I remember it <laughs> being kidding.
1: uh released at at Blockbuster like Video in Motion whatever the hell it was called mm-hmm. where I grew up on like the same weekend or the same day as uh Mortal Kombat. Oh wow. And being excited <laughs> to rent Mortal Kombat uh, and then, like seeing the Uma Thurman poster and 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 having a a boy girl moment, you know, <laughs> nice. in, in the backseat of my mom's car, like, what is that? <laughs> Let's rent that one. <laughs> nice, that's funny.
0: Okay, yeah. yeah. So, any any other words about Pulp Fiction?
1: I I don't know if I have any words specifically. I think mm. I made my piece, but I uh, okay. I love Pulp Fiction. I think most people love Pulp Fiction. Uh, So I submit Pulp Fiction as my vault movie.
0: All right. So now we have on the floor The Godfather and Pulp Fiction. All that remains is my pick, which I will get into right now. (laughs) For the Obsessive Viewer podcast consideration into the inaugural vault movie, um, whatever, (laughs) (laughs) I submit to you the incomparable adventure comedy time travel movie back to the (laughs) future oh starring michael j fox christopher lloyd um wow i can't off the top of my head i didn't do any prep work wow what is his name oh my god the dad don't tell me. Oh, Crispin. Oh, sorry. Crispin Glover. Uh, I'm so I'm glad sorry. that you actually said it because I was going to have I'm a bunch sure. of dead air trying to think of it, but <laughs> don't tell Crispin me. Crispin Glover, don't Leah tell Thompson. me Don't tell
1: me. Click, 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 click. Don't tell me. <laughs> I'm thinking of it. Click, <laughs> click, 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 Oh, autocorrect. I
0: didn't mean <laughs> brick to the future. I don't know. Yeah. Leah Thompson. Did you mention Leah Thompson? Leah Thompson, I did,
1: yeah. All right. And uh,
0: Tom Wilson. Tom 15. Wilson. Yeah. Who does, fun uh, Fun side note, he does, he does mm. stand-up now, right? He he's... Does yeah. stand up and he? Uh, I guess he has like a little laminated card <laughs> that he hands to yeah. people when they, when they when they see him and all that. And it's basically just in fine print, just like like just answers to all of the most asked questions for f- about Back to the Future. It's like, yeah, I enjoyed working with Michael J. Fox. No, I don't know. I don't know much about uh, Eric Stoltz or like all that, like a bunch of stuff.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. If you, if
0: Have you, you seen were,
1: his song? Have you seen him do the song? No. Oh, Google the song about Back to the Future. His song. Okay. Awesome. Nice. But um, why do you want this to be in the vault?
0: Because, as, time and again, there's there's there are movies that I will throw on, and just get, just I'll, I'll become a kid again. I'll just mm-hmm. I'll just fall in love with it and go crazy, and it's it's like it it affects my mood. There are certain movies that will affect my mood, and Back to the Future is one of them. It's mm-hmm. because I mean I've always had like a thing about time travel in general, and it's just I I love it. I love it just as an idea as a, as a as a narrative device, even though it's used poorly in a lot of things. But um, mm-hmm. I just love it. I, there's something about it that I just connect to, but. With Back Mm -hmm. to the Future, it's like it's that's it's the one time where I watch like a time travel movie and the time travel is secondary to the characters and the interactions and and uh, the comedy of it, because Michael J. Fox's Marty McFly is just phenomenal. I mean, he Mm -hmm. he strikes such a perfect tone between kind of this kind of this. this kind of this kind of pretty cool guy, but he's kind of just he's exasperated about a lot of things, yeah. and he's uh, he's trying <laughs> to control he's trying to get control of the situation, and that's that's another thing is that if you watch each one of the Back to the Future movies, they get to such a point of just tense, ten, uh, such a point of like intensity in their stories. Like, I mean, like every time I see it, I get like a little bit like my blood pr- my blood pressure rises slightly when they're about to when when uh when when the tree falls on the cable and and doc has to go come down and 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 connect it and all that even though i know that they're gonna that they're gonna make it marty's gonna be fine it's like it's like (laughs) how many things can go wrong (laughs) in this one It's very effective yeah and i just i love it christopher lloyd is just fantastic i leah thompson the way that she plays (laughs) the way that she plays this like lovelorn um uh, uh um uh, teenager that's going after her son that she doesn't know is her son. It's just, it's a, it's a really, it's a really fun, fun movie. And it's, it's something that will affect my mood and I, I can, it'll cheer me up if I'm like feeling doubt or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's, I don't know. Like, and I watched it pretty late actually. Like it's kind of weird. Cause I watched it also in high school. um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Which, and and like I bought the, bought the box set DVDs, um, and like I watched all the special features and I watched the commentaries and all that. I watched the commentaries multiple times. It was one of those movies that I'd come home from school and I'd watch it. (laughs) Um, and it, it was just, it's never gotten old. I've watched it. I can't calculate how many times I've watched it since, since I first saw it and it's, it never gets old with me. Um, yeah. Uh
3: uh well when did you guys first see it i i was a kid when i first saw it i mean i was probably like seven or eight i was i was young when i saw it wow. uh and just i i was the same way i fell in love with the movie um i i think part of i think it's one of those movies that every time i see it i i, I have to watch it you know mm-hmm. it's like and there was a t- there was a time where it seemed like they were showing that movie every weekend on like TNT or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I've I've probably seen that movie all the way through at least twenty times, maybe like thirty, just because it's it's just one of those movies that I love watching. It's always fun. It doesn't really get old like the way the way you said. Right. Um and yeah, that's that's kinda how I feel about yeah. it.
0: It becomes timeless.
3: Yeah. Mike, how
1: about you? Um I don't know that I've mentioned before. Have we done a favorite movies episode on here? Uh, have we? Not not yet. Well, not like favorite Um, movies. Back to the Future is my favorite movie. And I don't know. I might have mentioned it before or or mentioned it in passing. I don't know. Back to the Future is my favorite movie. Uh, It has been for a long time my sole favorite movie. For most. Of high school and college, I, I would say that my three favorites are Rocky, Halloween, and Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Um, but in in recent years, probably five or six years ago, I just I just for to have for the sake of conversation, making conversations short, which is not what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I would just if somebody said, "What's your favorite movie?" It's hands down Back to the Future. Mm. Uh, for me, it was a, it was a movie I like to call a babysitter movie which is when mom wants to do something, she puts on this movie and I <laughs> sit there. <laughs> my uncle Doug uh, would record movies, like, you know, make VCR copies of mm-hmm. movies for us. And he uh, made us, uh, for my brother and me, he made the Back to the Future 1 and Back to the Future 2 on one tape. And so we would put that in huh. and literally watch it once a day. <laughs> That's And we would awesome. just put that in and that, Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a movie I've been obsessed with for a long time. Now, when I was that young, uh, clearly I couldn't, um, understand everything that was happening and I, and I didn't get it and I couldn't appreciate it for what it really was. Right. Um, I didn't really decide that I adored it. I mean, it didn't become my favorite movie until the DVDs came out and I want to say I was in eighth grade when that happened. Mm hmm. Uh, and -hmm. so when the DVDs came out, I, it was, I was like, oh man, I love this movie when I was a kid. I can't wait. And I just consumed them, watched them multiple, multiple times on, uh, on DVD and took them to college with, with me and watched them multiple times. I'm not going to take a guess like you did tiny at how many times I've seen it, but it, it, (laughs) I mean, it's, I, I can't count it how many times I've seen it. Yeah. Wow. And I'll tell you, I, I had the, the great fortune in uh 2010 i think i could be wrong yes
0: i'm still jealous about this because to
1: see it in movie theaters and it plays so well still yeah oh, you got nice. you would not believe how well this movie played it might be because uh audiences who go to see these things like old movies that come back in theaters mm-hmm. uh, generally tend to behave themselves because they're there for that movie and they're excited about it but uh i I can't remember a more pleasant movie going experience. I mean, nice. I was probably seeing it for the fortieth-ish time, and I was still <laughs> wowed by it and surprised and uh incredible anxiety at the at the climactic scene <laughs> with with the tree you spoke of, Matt. Yeah. It still plays so well, and I think it will always play um. And I, I just I just think it's a fantastic, as timely as it is, considering it's the 80s. It's the the theme of what it would be like to see your parents is so timeless. Yeah. The jokes are timeless. Absolutely. Uh, being a teenager, Marty, as a teenager, that is timeless. It's just it, it will always be a vault movie. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. It's uh I I love it and I'm so
0: happy that there, there's a website <laughs> there's a website uh that It's like it's like has has Back to the Future been remade or remade yet? And it's like just (laughs) um, it's just like you go to it and it's basically like uh like it just says like no, (laughs) and uh, and it's like thank God no or something like that. Yeah, Um, and it's just it's hilarious. But and that's one thing that like you like we say it's it's timeless and that's that's why it doesn't need to be remade. Um it's it's have mm-hmm. they remade back to the future yet dot com. Um
2: let me yeah.
1: let me go further why it shouldn't be remade. Um because if they mm-hmm. remade it now, they would have to set it in modern times. They would have to. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, right? no question. Mm-hmm. And if he went back uh what was it, thirty years from now to the eighties, to nineteen eighty two or eighty three or whatever, mm-hmm. eighty four or whatever. Um there there is there was a significant significant difference between 1955 and 1985 we're talking mm-hmm. the cold war we're talking civil rights we're talking uh the summer of well 6055 we're talking the summer of love the entire 60s the entire 70s just humongous changes in young america right the a young mm-hmm. country the difference between the 80s and now not that different i remember freshman year we had very very long
0: discussions about this um yeah and i i completely agree now i mean um yeah yeah there's not much the only thing that would be really cool to see is the technology aspect and in the original movie that's just a small i mean that's still there but it's a small part of it but it's not enough to carry it no um
3: yeah. But yeah, I mean, between 1955 and 1985, you had revolutions. Yeah, yes, exactly. That's you, the word you, I was looking had, for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had social revolutions. You had the Civil Rights Movement yep. and, uh, you know, the whole peace movement and stuff like that. And yep. we haven't really had anything like that right. in that amount of time. Right. The only, the, the biggest event would be, you know, like 9-11, how that kind of yeah. changed the world. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's and that not, and that stuff that's huge. But yeah, that yeah. stuff
1: subtly is in the movie. I mean, Mayor Goldie mm-hmm. Wilson, the idea yeah. that a black man would be mayor, and yeah. of course he is in the eighties. That that stuff wouldn't play
3: now. No. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah, I, I mean, I agree that it 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 could not be remade as well because it's no. too. It it just holds up too well. Yeah. There's just, I mean, even even like something as simple as the special effects, mm-hmm. they they still look. Pretty pretty good. They really do. Yep. I mean, yep. yeah. yeah. It's I don't I don't think it would bother you know a younger crowd mm-hmm. if you will, yep. um, and yeah, it's just man, it's just <sighs> such a great movie. There's Robert Zemeckis just made so much. He, he used tension really well. Mm-hmm. You know, like 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 Matt said. You know, when Doc Brown has to make the connection at the very last second. Right. You know, you you feel it every time you watch the movie. Yeah. Yep. Uh, or you know as. Marty starts to disappear while he's up on stage <laughs> playing Earth Angel, you know. It's yeah. it's it's just amazing filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, it's great.
0: Oh yeah. Um I
1: cheer. I cheer when mm-hmm. when uh McFly punches Biff. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's awesome.
0: That's, yeah, and that's exactly why I'm jealous of you for seeing it in the theater cuz I want to yeah. see it in And they the and then people applauded. Did they? Ah, oh, that's so awesome. Oh <laughs> my god. It was beautiful.
1: It was. It was honestly beautiful. It was. I tell the story. Uh, I that was the same semester that I taught a science fiction class, nice. which was which was really cool. And I, I offered it as uh, I might have told this story to you guys before. I offered it as extra credit to go to the movie. And some of the kids complained that I didn't offer enough extra credit, huh. which I was wow. pissed. By the way, that's that's a whole other story. Yeah. But uh, even yeah. a, even a couple of the kids went, and they were like, "Mr. White, that was awesome." nice yeah of course it was amazing cool so that's awesome what about the one of the great tragedies of the internet is this um is this picture going around of the the delorean's dashboard today is the day that so and so goes to the future where are our hoverboards funny thing Mm -hmm. is oh my god they pissed me off (laughs)
2: yeah
0: Funny thing is For- that we're recording this on November 10th, 2013, and this is the day that he goes into the
1: future. <laughs> yes. um, For the record, uh, it is October 21st, 2015. Yes, okay? Re- please uh, remember that. That yes. that is the day he goes. That is as far into the future as this that it takes place. Mhm. Okay? Uh, That's it. It is October 21st, <laughs> 2015. It is not 2013. Right. Right? It is not. Yep. It is Ugh. 15. Yeah. And it's all and it's easy to remember because it's all 30 years backward yeah. or 30 years forward. I don't understand. Yeah. The uh, movie came out in 85. I don't understand the confusion and why people get so excited about this.
0: I really don't understand it either. And it gets me so angry. Like, I remember one I remember like I remember when I was visiting you one day one one uh, like one uh one day I think it was back in was it this year or last year I don't know, but anyway, I was visiting you, and like I was in your living room and I think you were like in 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 the kitchen or something, and then I was like like I just started like i I don't know if I yelled, but I like freaked out I was like no this this why <laughs> does this keep
1: happening yeah it's
0: like why is this a thing I don't understand it,
1: yep um yeah i don't I don't know where that happened now I'll say i have seen uh on like November fifth when people say today is the day that doc invented time travel let's celebrate I've seen that yeah that that I'm okay with yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: it's just when they get the years ugh. i just yeah. i don't understand it i really don't. I don't either
1: i don't i don't get where that but, where that came from why that started
3: yeah. But the internet has the ability to ruin anything <laughs> it, really it
1: really does, does. it really yeah. does <laughs> um, yep. it is a great resource and a great tragedy yes the internet
0: yep <laughs> um so yeah that I mean technical aspects we we touched on it but obviously it's it's a great great movie timeless has a lot of really even even now that the special effects hold up all that stuff and it's just it's just a a, a great great piece of writing and acting and, and special effects. Everything comes together and it works really well together to make a movie that you can't, you can't not watch when it's on for me. Yep. Um, so yeah. And, uh, and I recommend checking out the, uh, the box set, Blu-ray box set for it. Cause it's, it's really good. Um,
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Although the packaging is really weird. It annoys me, but, um, yeah, oh, yeah, so that's my entry to the uh, to the, to the to the vault discussion. So on the floor we have The Godfather, we have Pulp Fiction, and we have Back to the Future. And it's very hard to choose. <laughs> it is between <laughs> <all> <laughs> how do we do these. this? That's we're flying by the seat of our pants. So I say yeah. that we each have we've each put forward our own. So yeah. we'll go down the line, and each one will pick one of the other ones.
1: Okay. okay, that's fair. So okay. yeah. so, so we'll um, start again with Tiny. Yes. Besides okay. The Godfather, which movie would you like to put into the vault? Pulp Fiction, as suggested by me, Mike. Uh, I am at Mike White on Twitter. <laughs> or Back <laughs> to the Future, as suggested by Captain Matt uh, at Obsessive Viewer. Um, I'm actually going
3: to go with Pulp Fiction. Okay. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Okay, okay, Why? Uh, because it's Pulp Fiction.
1: (laughs) Why over Back to the Future?
3: Uh, I think it's, I I thought Pulp Fiction was slightly, slightly more, uh, revolutionary than, than, uh, Back to the Future. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Back to the Future is a little more, it's a little more of a fun, borderline nostalgic movie. At least that's how I view it. Um, but I, I'm not saying one's better than the other but Pulp Fiction's better. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I just got to go with Pulp Fiction. I think it's a more revolutionary movie. I think it's a slightly more uh, complicated, uh, complicated, more of a feat, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Pulp Fiction for now. Okay. okay.
1: Yeah. I'll go next. Um, I have to choose between Back to the Future, which is my favorite movie of all time, <laughs> <Ryan>. <laughs> and The Godfather, <laughs> uh, which I probably need to get. Uh, to see again unfortunately i'm gonna go with back to the future for reasons stated earlier um it's it's my favorite i i, I can't even say that i f- you know how like you might qualify it by saying well Godfather's the better movie but i have a, a this and that connection right. with back to the future mm-hmm. i i remember not enjoying godfather so much that i can't even say that wow yeah so i'm, I'm gonna go with back to the future okay. that's fair Mr. Matt Hurt, uh, yes. You gave us Back to the Future. So, which movie would you like to put into the vault? Pulp Fiction or The Godfather?
0: Let's see. I'm trying to tally how this works because does this come down to me? Because we're basically doing best.
1: No, it doesn't come down to you. It doesn't. <laughs> you, okay, because you we're, can. We're... Let me let me say this. You... Should I say, or no, or should we just vote? Because I have the tallies and I know what will happen.
0: Okay. Um, don't say. It, but okay, I'm I'm doing it now. Oh, I need to decide which one I'm gonna do: Pulp Fiction of right. The Godfather. I've right. got to go with. Oh man! Wow. Um, yeah, I think Matt. Has this the type is of Sophie's choice. 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 <laughs> it really, it's really <laughs> tough. Which, by um, the way,
1: is my other vault pick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> um. Let's just set set the stakes right now and tell the audience because you know it. Okay. At this point, Pulp Fiction has two votes. Back to the Future Mm -hmm. has two votes and Matt can't vote for it. So Back to the Future is getting in. The question is, is Matt going to choose Godfather and split it three ways? So we'll have to find a new way to vote. Or is he going to pick Pulp Fiction and Pulp Fiction and Back to the Future go in? Ugh um i just
0: realized like as you were saying that i like i tallied it up on my phone like on a note and i'm like oh wow yeah this is a really <laughs> this is a really ineffective way to do this <laughs> so, <laughs> so i apologize listeners that we are just completely flying by the seat of our pants but
3: um quit stalling matt pick
0: yes okay jk as much as i hate to do this mm, it's, it's really tough. It's really, really tough. I feel like either way I'm going to get Yeah. – I'm going to regret it because I feel like the other one should go in. But the the thing about it is that um, – well, I'll just – I'll quit stalling. My pick is The Godfather um, <laughs> mm. because it's just – as much as I love Pulp Fiction and I think that it is a absolute – brilliant piece of filmmaking across, across the board in general. Um, the Godfather just is, is more of, of, of everything I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for me, um, mm-hmm. has, it has kind of a, a, it has more, more of a, um, it exists more as a fixture of cinema than, than Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just and it's it's a brilliant piece of filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. Well so there you have mine. it, folks. Three movies go into the vault. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: what do we do? Uh, no, Should
3: well, we put a poll on the website? What what we, we could, could do, and this is this is obvious bias on my part, but what we could do is let the IMDB top two fifty decide <laughs> <laughs> which movie, which movie has the higher ranking. Well on then IMDb. it would be
1: Godfather and Pulp Fiction and Back to the Future's Out.
0: We could do that, but I don't know I don't really take a lot of stake in the top two fifty, honestly,
1: yeah, no, I don't either, yeah,
0: um oh, really, so what do we do? We have three movies let's we could do a tiebreaker somehow, but I don't know. we would need a fourth person to kind of settle it, so yeah, for the for the introductory in introductory vault thing. I don't think it's a problem that we would have three movies. We could each put one in and then next season we'll have uh we'll have it hashed out a little better and we can we can put in one or two. Yeah. That's that's my that's Ooh. my choice. So. I like it.
3: And Ooh. do I think I think all three of us agree that all three of these films belong in the vault. Absolutely. Sure. That's yeah. fine. Okay. Yeah. I do definitely. Yeah. Okay. No question. I say we put them all nice. in the vault.
1: All right. Yeah. So so our awesome. inaugural Vault entries are Pulp Fiction, 1994, Back to the Future, 1985, and The Godfather, 1972. Yes,
3: awesome. Pretty good. (gasps) Good picks.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. This was fun. Um, Should we move on to do some potpourri or?
1: Yeah, I think Tiny farted. Let's make it smell nice up in here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs)
1: <laughs> nice okay. it was me yeah let's <laughs> well we've reached the end of the show uh, and our weekly segment called potpourri where we talk about anything we want to talk about whatever we're looking forward to whatever we've seen recently uh, and this should be good because we're in the thick of November which is the we're getting into the fall TV season, and it's also award season as far as movies are concerned. Uh, so there's a lot of good stuff that's out there. So what have you guys been watching? Matt? Uh,
0: Well, let's see. You mentioned uh, the fall TV season. I think I'll bring up uh, The Walking Dead, actually. Okay. Um, I know, Mike, I know you haven't watched it, and you have no intention of watching it hmm. again. Um, uh-huh. And I'm not intending this to be like, uh, oh, you should go watch it because it's just if it's not for you it's not for you and it's it's hard to tell if it's for you because it's so inconsistent but what's striking me about this season is that it is it's it's better it's it's just it's just better for me um
1: yeah i'm hearing that
0: it's uh it's just there's more of an emphasis on the characters and it's not it's weird cuz the show has had emph- has emphasized the characters throughout the run of the show but it hasn't really done it quite as well as it's doing it now. And part mm-hmm. of that is that there's no, as of yet, there's no real outside threat, if you will. Like the whole... Like
1: zombies?
0: <laughs> right. It's <laughs> it's basically the zombies are secondary now. They have the society at the prison. And their big conflict um, is... is the survivors are, are battling a flu outbreak. Uh-huh. And so when they get sick and they have the flu, they don't have medicine, they die, they come back as zombies. But it's this, it's this flu epidemic that's kind of making the tension more uh, escalating and stuff. And then, I mean, there's outside threats of, like, the, the fence is weak and stuff, and then the zombies are coming and all that. And there's the standard zombie kill of the week kind of stuff. But it's also this it's, – it's really cool. And what I liked about the premiere – was that they introduced all these all these new things all this all this stuff, and then mm-hmm. Scott Gimple was on Talking Dead that week, and he mm-hmm. he made a point of saying he 's kind of a weird guy, but um he made a point of saying that all the character stuff that was introduced in the premiere is carried out throughout the season, like we see it through to the end for all the characters they each like each arc has its own beginning middle and end it's all it all's it all plays out really well and that's something that i respect i respect fully because that's something that the show really needs and it's already kind of showing in the first few episodes um and there's some interesting stuff that that's happening and that's going through like notably the character of carol um there's been some interesting developments with her character um that you don't really see coming and you can and when you look back and and you examine the character, she's grown like considerably. Um, so it's even kind of retroactively improving on past seasons in, in a way, for me at least. Hmm. Um, so Mike, I know you haven't been watching it, but Tiny, uh, you have, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about it?
3: Uh, I agree to to an extent. I think it's I think it is a good season so far. It's better than yes. than last season. Um, I I wasn't real crazy about the evolution of uh uh Carol the character Carol and really? what's happened with her it's not be- it's a little it's interesting but yeah. it's uh it's just kind of kind of off to me a little bit um and i am liking rick this season he's he's had a cool mm-hmm. a cool little you know change of pace for him um yeah i uh, i think it's yeah. a little bit better it's not i don't know if it's great but it's it's better and i'm i'm liking it i'm looking forward to it every week which is which is a little bit better than some of the past seasons. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: I I don't want to say I'm I'm not going to say it's great. I don't think I said it was great, but um it's not it's it's good. It's it's mm. it's um it's a big improvement over what the show's been. Um but yeah, and it's 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 I really like it. Um but I'm not cool. going to call it my favorite show of the season or anything like that.
1: Hmm. I I would like to. I feel like I owe it to uh, Robert Kirkman to, to to keep trying. But man, right. I just can't. Yeah. I just can't.
0: What's interesting about it is that they've and uh, when when they had that first Comic Con trailer for season four, it um it's interesting that that you can like the show has had it's it's on its third showrunner, and each showrunner mm-hmm. seems to have its his own his own kind of vision for it. And you can see, it's interesting how a show, this is one of my first experiences of, of showrunner switchouts in a C in a series that I follow. Um, at least that I can remember that was so highly publicized. Um, mm-hmm. and it's kind of neat that the show can kind of keep almost to the point of reinventing itself. Um, almost to that point. And I will say that I'm enjoying the show right now, but a lot of that it could also be due to the fact that there's no governor, in in the mm-hmm. se- in this in mm-hmm. the in the season so far, um, so maybe my opinion will change because they kind of did a. I don't know how they're gonna go where they're gonna go with that, but,
3: yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah,
0: hmm. but I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Tentatively liking it. Um, Tiny, how about you? What's your potpourri? Uh,
3: my potpourri is actually something that I'm looking forward to. Nice. Um, I keep seeing promos for it, and it just gets me more excited every time I see it. Uh, It is a show that's coming out on HBO in January called True Detective. Yes. Um, It looks really, really cool. Basically, the show is about um, two detectives who uh, become entangled during a 17-year hunt for a serial killer in Louisiana. Um, I just, I love that. I I think one of the... most interesting things about it is the fact that it takes place over 17 years Mm -hmm. that's that's really interesting for one season of television um it looks pretty cool at least i there are rumors that it's the reason i say one season is because there's there are rumors that it's going to be like an anthology show kind of like uh american horror story um apparently it hasn't been right confirmed yet that that's what it is but uh but that's that's what they're saying, and I think that's that that'd be a really interesting idea, you know. Have a, you know, each season bring in a new detective or a new group of detectives to de, to yeah. to kind of you know look at a new a new crime or a a crime spree of some kind. Um, and uh, and just the fact that it looks cool. I mean, the promos <laughs> it looks it looks really neat. Um, uh, Woody Harrelson is one of my favorite actors, and I just I love the fact that he's he's doing television that he's doing such he's doing television when he's so he's so established as a movie star you know right um and same goes for Matthew McConaughey I don't I don't like him as much as Woody Harrelson but I do like him uh I think he can be a good actor and I'm again I'm excited that such a big star is is coming to the small screen if you will I think that's right I think that's exciting some people think it's you know Whatever they don't like it, but I, I think it's exciting because I think TV is so great right now, and uh, and this show looks like it has a lot of potential to be great. So, so uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I can't can't wait to see it.
0: Absolutely, uh, Mike. Have you seen the trailers for a True Detective? I haven't. Okay, um, yeah, it looks amazing, it, and and I love the idea. I hope that they follow through with the, this idea, or, or it's confirmed that they're. It, I hope that it becomes confirmed that this idea is is going to be an anthology show because mm-hmm. I think that the kind of kind of crime genre could really benefit from something like that, like a, a high quality HBO series that examines like um, um, a single crime or a single a single case each each season. Like that's kind of yeah, it's it kind of harkens back to me with uh, to, to the wire, which is in my eyes, just the greatest show ever. Um, but it's each season has had a particular tone, a particular feel, a particular message. Um, Definitely. And it feels like they could do something similar with True Detective. And it also seems like True Detective is what um, they're trying to what they wanted to do, uh, wanted the killing to be like um Mm, yeah so it'll be interesting to see if they succeed with that because the killing is something that always interested me but i watched like an episode or two and i just kind of fell off of it and then it's been canceled twice now so
3: um yeah
0: yeah so it'll be interesting to see to see it to see true detective and i highly recommend checking out the trailer which you can find on obsessiveviewer.com actually Um, (laughs) it was one of my trailer tuesdays you can just find it on there but um Yeah, it looks it looks really good. I haven't seen the new trailer, but yeah.
1: Um,
3: cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Nice. Awesome. Nice. Uh, Mike, how about your, your potpourri?
1: Yeah, I just recently uh, saw Ender's Game. Okay. I'm going to step off awesome. TV to talk about my potpourri. I saw Ender's Game. Uh, I was kind of apprehensive about it. Uh, it's been my favorite book ever since I was in junior high. Um, and it's actually the first time... I've ever gone into a movie where I cared about the book, ever. Mm -hmm. Just kind of surprising, I know. Interesting. Um, But I was not a Harry Potter fan, and I don't really like Lord of the Rings all that much. So Ender's Game meant a lot to me as a kid, so I was excited to see the movie. Uh, And I got to say, I think it's pretty good. um i it was a weird experience for me like i said because i've never cared about a book and then gone to see the movie so i was surprised in my ability to understand the difference between the two and take the movie as an Mm -hmm. independent piece of art uh without the book i I don't know why i just said that of course it's independent anyway um (laughs) as an independent independent piece of art and i was actually able to do that there are of course things missing i wish the movie was about an hour longer but uh, mm-hmm. I thought the performances were good. I think Harrison Ford may be getting a little old, which is unfortunate to right. say. <laughs> um, but other than that, everybody else was great. And I, I really... I left the movie satisfied enough, and I would I would recommend it.
0: That's good. I haven't read any reviews or anything of it,
1: but that's good. I'm, I'm
2: glad.
0: They're pretty mixed.
1: Right. Reviews <laughs> are pretty mixed. Yeah. Huh.
3: Yeah. How was uh, Aja Butterfield? Was he pretty good as Ender?
1: He was good. Yeah, he... Um, Again, it's uh, he was good as a character named Ender. He was not the Ender that I pictured in my head. Uh, I picture much
3: younger and much okay, blonder. So. <laughs> right, right. Hmm.
0: hmm, that's good. Yeah, I'm um, looking
3: forward to that one quite a bit.
0: The visuals look really cool.
3: Yes, um, they're fantastic.
0: Yeah,
1: I won't. I won't say much because I'd like to let let viewers see it. Um. You could, of course, check the blog and read my adaptations and remake of it that was posted this week. Yes. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll let you discover that, listeners. Cool.
0: Yes, I'll throw a link in the show notes to that. Um, cool. Yeah, and good job, by the way. Um, Thanks. Yeah.
1: I know. I know. I slaved over it. Really. Yeah. <laughs> it went through a couple drafts. I sent it to you. Nice. I sent it back. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I liked how it turned out. Thanks. Nice. <laughs> 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 uh, I am just gonna yeah, sound I, like a joke, awesome. a, a douche, because the I, <laughs> listeners don't get the joke. Right, right. If, <laughs> I
0: feel like we're time traveling right now. Yeah, um, yes, <laughs> we are. Yeah, because uh, we'll keep it in the dark. Then I mean, they can infer it, but whatever. Um, right. Yeah with with Ender's Game, I I think in an early episode. One of your first ones on the show actually like episode 6 or something. I mentioned that I started reading it or I don't know if I said on the air. But I actually Oh yeah, you did. I did and I never I was hoping that it would never come up again because I stopped <laughs> reading it.
1: Oh, imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay.
1: No, let me uh, let me no. tell you this though. Mm-hmm. I uh I picked up and put down The Shining for the third October in a row now. <laughs> 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 wow. So we're even. But we I mean... are even. And and I will say this, I didn't read anything else. You know what I mean? It's it's not it's not that I couldn't oh, yeah. uh get into The Shining. It's just that uh right. it did not come at a did not come at a good time in my life.
0: Okay, yeah. I just I couldn't get into Ender's Game. I think I'm I don't know. I think it's kind of I think I'm just too old for it. I, if I would have read it when I was younger, I would have liked it more probably. Yeah, um, I just thought it was, and I, I don't know, I don't know, but yeah, that's
3: funny because I I read it for the first time like two years ago and I loved it, yeah, a lot. <sighs> so thank you, damn
1: it, yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic, it's really amazing. Yeah. I really, I, I have it. no doubt you'll love it if you get through it a little further.
0: I, I my problem with it was, and I, I don't want to go on a tangent here or anything, but I felt like it wasn't descriptive enough. It was kind of weird because it was like now Ender's going into this into this room to play this game and he's, uh, um, it's this battle or whatever. And I'm like, maybe
1: you just don't have as good imagination as, uh, millions of people. <laughs>
0: maybe, <laughs> maybe because I went in and I was like, wait, what, what are the rules of this game? I don't understand what's going on. I, I literally, I was completely <laughs> bewildered throughout, uh, these things. Like it's like in, uh, they're playing this, uh, this other team. And I'm like, how many people are in this team? I, I don't understand. Like when I was reading, Harry Potter, and she talked about Quidditch, I was like, I knew exactly what to really? expect. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I didn't
1: understand. Like, he talked Are about- Are you really comparing Ender's game to Harry Potter?
0: I'm, I'm comparing it, I'm comparing the games, the games within the stories. Does that make sense? Like, okay. there's, like, she invented Quidditch, and she described how it was played and everything, and then wrote, them playing well
1: it. it's a simpler game for simpler people anyway you're an <laughs> idiot thank you for listening uh, for listening
2: <laughs> to the episode
0: no but <laughs> no but i mean well, i just i don't know kidding i love you matt yeah i i know i know but i just like it was everyone
1: just... isn't is uh you're allowed to have their own stupid opinions
2: <laughs> right right
3: yes well, uh, well i'll weigh in on it and saying that Having read both books and liking both of them uh, in reference to the games within the books, I, I think the the game in Ender's Game is way better than Quidditch. I was never a fan of Quidditch. I always thought it was I always thought it was kind of stupid. Huh. <laughs> um, but the game in Ender's Game is so cool because it's like training and it's like it changes right. every time. It's so different and it's, it's really important. <laughs> From
0: what I could gather, it's like a paintball kind of thing or something, right? Do they have guns?
3: Sort of. And they yeah, freeze it, them. It's kind of like laser tag and zero gravity. Yeah. And it's
0: Okay.
2: Right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even pick cooler. up any
0: of that because all it was was all it was when I, maybe I wasn't paying enough attention while I was reading because I was reading it at work and maybe I was just tired or something. But I, it was literally, he went into a room and he was playing this game or whatever. I'm like, I don't understand. I have no visualization of the room. I have no visualization of what, what he's doing or what anyone else is doing. Um, like my memory, my, my mental picture was of two lines of like two sides, two sides of a room occupied by groups of people, groups of kids shooting something at each other. And it was just an empty room, completely devoid of anything. There was no, nothing. I don't, I, I don't know.
2: I don't yeah, know how you awesome. got that. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't, I don't know. Maybe someday I'll try it again, but I don't, I really don't know.
3: Okay.
2: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Weird, uh, weird, wild stuff. Yeah.
0: So I've been I've been <laughs> holding that in for a while, Mike, and I felt like it, I should come clean. <laughs> That's okay. But but That's I'm glad okay. you like the movie. I, I am, and I'm, I'll probably check out the movie because I do want to see it because it looks really cool. Um, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. We all we all did our potpourri, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, should I should I count us out? Yep. Do it. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the latest episode of uh uh, the obsessive viewer podcast almost forgot the name of our show Um, uh once again you can find us on twitter i'm matt at obsessive viewer tiny is at obsessive tiny and uh direct all godfather related hate mail to mike at i am mike white and you can also direct all the enders game hate mail to me and harry potter hate mail to tiny wow (laughs) we alienated a lot of people this week we did (laughs) did. (laughs) Um, (laughs) <laughs> but, and then, and then also, um, I wanted to mention real quick, if you go to podcastland.com and just type in, uh, obsessive viewer, uh, there'll be a prompt that says to put in your email address to vote for us for podcasts of the month. It's really quick. You don't have to do anything else. Just put in your email. They won't spam you or anything like that. It just puts us to a vote that each month is podcast of the month. And I think it'd be cool if we, we got like more votes um <laughs> uh, not even necessarily podcast of the month but just more votes but um to so do that please uh, that would do a lot of help for us and then also you can find us on itunes um and rate us and give us a review um just let us know what you think because we, we value your feedback and we, we love interacting with the listeners which you can also do by emailing us at ovpodcast at gmail.com
2: mm-hmm.
0: um like I say every week, anything you want to send us, any topics for discussion, vault movies you might have, and uh, and uh, any audio files if you want to if you want to weigh in on on the discussion, uh, go ahead and send it to us and we'll throw it into the show. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, do all that. Like us on Facebook, uh, Obsessive Viewer. You'll find us on there. Um, anything else? Did I touch on everything? Or
2: I think, I think cool.
3: that
0: does it. Yeah, awesome. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys.
1: Thanks. Thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs> All right,
0: let's start a new recording for it. Okay.
1: That was good. I it think- was good. That was good. Yeah, I think that
0: was a good episode. Yeah. like I mean... Obviously, we need to work out some things. but <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be like that every time. Yeah. That's, that should be like the thing that we do is we just do that. We're like, okay, well, we'll figure it out next time. And then yeah. the next yeah. one, we just we just do it kind of completely on a whim.